Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. I'm... Okay, okay, a lot is going on. <laughs> There's a lot happening, folks. A lot. A lot's made me very mad today. A lot's made me very mad. And uh, hey, who else is new, right? Angry Mike, angry Mike. Um, we spoke yesterday about the uh, about Big Pharma lying about the vaccines, about how they pretty much knew from day one there was no there was no testing, no studies that showed it would stop the transmission of the virus. Yet they packaged it as something that would stop the transmission of the virus. Remember, remember the packaging. Let's let's go back a little bit and talk about the packaging of the of the vaccine. And the commercials and the ads we saw back in late 2020, early 2021. And it was simply things like jingles, right? Jingles, there were people doing jingles, there were late night hosts like James Corden and, and, uh, and Stephen Colbert doing idiotic song and dance numbers with, uh, with people dressed as, as vaccines, as needles. How dumb is that? How, think about how sick and twisted that is, was, is, because they're still doing it. They certainly haven't apologized for it. How idiotic. Dance numbers with people dressed, people in, 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 in syringe outfits. How, how asinine. But remember, that's what it was. And the whole campaign was, well, get these and the virus will go away. Get these to protect yourself and the other people, right? So when you're saying get this to protect not just yourself, the other people, that means you're getting it so you don't spread it to other people, right? Because the vaccines were marketed, you won't get it. You can't spread it if you get the vaccine. So we know that was all a total lie. It was 100% lie. There's no other way to put it, okay? It wasn't they didn't know, they weren't sure, they were wrong. No, no, they lied. They lied. They admittedly said they did not know, yet they packaged it as though they knew. They said 98 to 100 percent efficacy. Efficacy meaning stopping the spread. You can't spread it. 98 to 100 percent chance you can't spread it or get it. They were lying. They were lying. So we don't need to song and dance around this. We don't need to say, well, they did their best. It was a new thing. A virus in the third decade of the 21st century is a new thing. Doctors had never seen a virus in the third decade of the 21st fucking century. It was so new. It was so new. Oh, give them a, give them a pass. Give them a pass. No, it wasn't new. It wasn't new science at all, okay? This wasn't new science at all. We had one of these 102 fucking years ago. Okay, and we had more in the 60s and more in the 70s. They knew what they were doing. They knew they were lying. They knew they were full of shit and they packaged it anyway because they wanted to make money. How hard is this for the liberal to understand? All of a sudden, the progressive doesn't understand that Big Pharma wanted to make money. Why doesn't the why doesn't the progressive? Why doesn't Bernie Sanders, that fake phony fraud, understand that Big Pharma just wanted to make money? All of a sudden, they wanted to save humanity. What a fucking moron Bernie is! What a fucking idiot! What what hypocrites his followers are! So now we know they lied because now they're admitting that we always knew they lied. If you had a fucking half a brain, you knew they were lying. Right. And a few months into this process throughout 2021, we knew they were lying because people were getting COVID 17 fucking times. All right. 
They had eight boosters and they got COVID 17 times. So you do the math. You get eight boosters, you get COVID 17 times. It doesn't stop the spread. It doesn't stop you from getting COVID, okay? You don't need to be a fucking brain surgeon to understand that. It's two and two equals four. Two and two might equal five when you talk to Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom. But in my world, in the world of reality, two and two equals four. So on that basis, we know they totally lied about the vaccines not stopping the spread. They 100% lied about it on purpose, simply to make money. That's all. That is at least the bottom line of it. Obviously, there are other things. There's New World Order. There's Great Resets. There's digital IDs. There's all that stuff. But all that stuff adds up to money. Okay? All that stuff adds up to power and money. Like everything else evil does add up to power and money. Always. So now we know this. We know by evidence they don't stop the spread. And we know by admittance they knew that they never knew it was going to stop the spread. They never had any idea that it would stop the spread. So I'll take your calls shortly. A little bit of patience, a little bit of patience. But I'll definitely get to your calls. So what made me really upset today, which made me even more upset, was, uh, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, which made me even more upset was Walensky. I get Walensky. I keep on getting Walensky and Zelensky mixed up because they're both total frauds and their names sound alike. But Walensky is now saying, oh, I'm approving the the, the new booster for children. I'm I'm approving the new new booster for five-year-olds. Now, this evil witch, she won't stop. Someone must stop her. She has to be stopped. She's an evil, evil person. She's an evil person. And she's not being stopped. She won't shut the fuck up. After all this, after all we know now, after all the evidence, she still won't shut the fuck up with this approving it for kids. Meanwhile, kids are the ones getting myocarditis. As they know, in Florida, 18 to 39-year-olds, there's an 84% increased chance of illness and death if you get these boosters. They know that. They know that. It's called science. Science. Facts, evidence, they know that. So they're putting out an advisory to 18 to 39-year-olds not to get this. Children are getting myocarditis. Children are at no risk of dying of COVID. They're at no risk of dying of COVID, you evil bitch, you evil witch. Yet she comes out again and says, no, we're approving the new booster for five-year-olds. Look, it's time to put them in jail, people. That's it. It's time to prosecute them, put them in jail, goodbye, go away. That's what has to happen. I'm not being hyperbolic here. They need to go to jail. They need to spend the rest of their fucking miserable lives in jail before they can hurt and kill more people. When you knowingly hurt and kill people, you are a murderer. You are a criminal. You are scum. You are scumbag. That's what she is. And she has the nerve. Basically, two days after we find out that Big Pharma had planted people inside the CDC to be arms, to be PR arms, so the CDC was knowingly being a PR arm of Big Pharma. That's not the job of the CDC to be the PR arm, be paid $50 million to be the PR arm of Big Pharma. So two days after we find this out, she still has the balls to come out and say this. She still has the balls to come out and say this, to keep pushing her poison on children. So here she, but now she's knowingly a murderer. That's it. There's no way to sugarcoat this anymore. 
even if you believed they were naive for a year and a half, which of course we know was total bullshit, now you can't be naive. Now we have the evidence. Now we know. Now there are millions of reputable doctors around the world who are telling us this, okay? That this is poison that will curtain kill children. And she's still pushing it. So she's a fucking murderer. There's no other way to put it. I can't be nice. I can't soft pedal this. First of all, that's not the way I am. And secondly, the evidence tells me she's a murderer. She's a murderer. Oh, hey, Walensky, I want you to sue me. You are a fucking murderer. And I'll prove in court that you're a murderer. So let's go to court, honey. You can tell I'm upset, huh? But that's what she is. When you knowingly peddle poison, you are a criminal. You are a murderer. How many times did I say a murderer? That's what she is. And someone's got to stop her. She has to be stopped. Now, luckily, luckily, most people aren't listening to her anymore. That's just dumb luck. Okay? That's just a lucky chance we have that people are not listening to her anymore. I believe last I heard overall, this isn't kids, last heard overall, there was like 8% of the population has gotten this latest booster. So what we're seeing, and we saw this around the world. <clears throat> we saw this in Israel, even, which with every subsequent booster, a smaller and smaller percentage of people are getting it. and. I would I'd be surprised when all is said and done if even 20% of people got this new booster. So obviously, when it comes to parents giving it to their children, that's going to be a very, very, very low number. But not one child should get this. And here she goes, recommending it for children. She is pure evil. Rochelle Walensky is pure evil. And for those of you who say, oh my, she's not pure evil, she's just dumber than... Dumber than Dorn. Well, I don't care. Either way, if she's if she's a if she's a dummy, if she's a fucking moron, or if she's pure evil, either way she's gotta go. Either way she's gotta be out of our fucking lives. Either way she's gotta go away. It doesn't matter. And of course I believe she's evil, and I can prove she's evil. I can prove she knows what she's doing. Many people can prove she knows what she's doing now. Okay? She's knowingly feeding this poison to children. Okay? Knowingly giving children poison, telling parents. It's okay to poison their children. She's got to go to jail. So that made me very upset. Very upset. Something else that made me very upset was Alex Jones. No, I'm not an Alex Jones fan. I don't give a fuck about Alex Jones. You know, I think he pushes the envelope on purpose, you know, to build up his network and to get people to listen and you know, controversy and conspiracy. And that gets a lot of, it's very popular and it made him popular. So he's a blowhard, you know, and, you know, saying that the, that shooting was fake and it's, it's terrible to, you know what, even if you believe that, I think when you're someone who Al Jones with all of his listeners, you have to maybe not talk about that because Parents are going to listen. It's going to get back to parents, right, who have lost their kids. And it's going, to, it's, going to, it's going to torture them even more than these people already tortured, Sandy Hook. So what Sandy Hook was what? A decade ago, right? So I got mad. I said to myself, wait a minute. Okay, Alex Jones, is. you can think he's a scumbag. He's an asshole. He's a blowhard. Whatever. Or if you like him, you like him. But so he was, 
he lost a lawsuit in which he has to supposedly pay almost a billion <laughs> it's a ridiculous amount of money almost a billion dollars out i didn't know he had that much money but he probably does because he pushes controversy you see got very wealthy doing that saying outrageous things so he has to pay about a billion dollars to the families okay and i thought all right he's probably got it he's got to pay a billion dollars i thought to myself wait a minute wait a minute so alex jones who didn't technically kill anybody he may have hurt people he may have put them through emotional ringer and emotional agony even more than they already were he didn't kill anybody he has to pay all this money yet big pharma has to pay nothing for what they've done to us the media has to pay nothing for what they've done to us the politicians who push these vaccines and everyone and mandates don't have to pay anything now these vaccines have hurt people they've hurt people economically they've hurt people physically they've killed people yet they don't have to pay a penny yet there are no lawsuits we're not allowed to sue so this got me even more angry now there are people out there who simply want to make this about Alex Jones. Oh, you're an Alex Jones supporter. You can't support Alex Jones. He's just got No, it has nothing to do with Alex Jones. It has to do with fairness and decency. If Alex Jones has to pay a billion, Big Pharma should have to pay a hundred trillion. You see what I'm saying? That's fairness. The media should have to pay a hundred billion. That would be fair. That would be fair and equitable. We're all into equity these days, right? That would be fair and equitable. Let Alex Jones pay his money. But what about big pharma? What about big media? What about what about big tech? Where's their money? Where, where's the money? Where's the money they owe us? Where's the money they owe the people that they harmed and actually killed? Alex Jones may have harmed people. He didn't kill anybody. Big pharma has. The media has. They're all a part of this. They're all a part of the scam of the last two and a half years, which has hurt so many people and continues to hurt people. Walensky is continuing to hurt people. What would people think if Alex Jones continued after this lawsuit to go on and talk about Sandy Hook being a hoax? What would they say? They'd go apoplectic. Yet we know the evidence around these vaccines now, what they do, what they've done. And yet they're allowed to keep pushing them. They're allowed to keep pushing them and keep their jobs, keep getting their salaries, keep getting publicity and not go into a jail cell. And not pay any kind of retribution, whether it's whether it's with their lives when it comes to going to jail and spending their rest lives in prison or having to pay money, getting sued. Nothing. There is nothing. There's been no accountability. Then I said to myself, Mike, because I like to talk to myself, by the way, um, if you haven't noticed, I said, OK, Sandy Hook was a decade ago. And now 10, ten, day, ten years later, Alex Jones has been sued and is paying this money. So I got a little bit optimistic and I said, so maybe in 2030, there will be lawsuits. Maybe in 2030, if we look at the same time span, maybe people will be sued. Maybe people will go to jail. Maybe people will have to pay a lot of money. That's my hope and dream. That's my hope and dream. That's what keeps me partially sane and that it takes a very long time to do this stuff. Right? It takes a long time to get lawsuits together. It takes a long time to win. It takes even a long time, a long time to actually get the money if you win. It takes a long time to prosecute people and put them in jail, especially when they're very powerful. No, if it's a low level, if, if it's if it's a low level drug dealer, they're in jail overnight, right? They, it doesn't take very long, right? The trials go a day, they're in jail, they're gone. But if you're a very powerful person, you can put it off. You have lawyers, right? And they can postpone and they can postpone and they can postpone forever. And that's the way 
this world works, unfortunately. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that in the next five to 10 years, we see the comeuppance that these people deserve. One step at a time. But it got these, these two things got me very upset when you talk about, you know, all this money, this one individual guy who's maybe an idiot, if you believe he's an idiot, has to pay out. If you don't believe that's free speech, there's also somewhat of an argument for that. That he's obviously a conspiracy guy. He obviously pushes conspiracies and storylines that are like movie storylines. And who the fuck would believe him anyway? So does does that element of free speech? And he might win on appeal. I don't know. But even if you don't like him and you think he deserves to pay this money and he did hurt these families, you have to believe that Big Pharma should pay a hundred times, a thousand times what he's paying out. That they go after an individual person, but they'll never go after a corporation. They'll never go after an entity like Big Pharma. That's what pisses me off. That's what made me very angry. Okay, I've been angry enough. Let's go to a first call. Hello, Marco, how are you? Hey, Michael. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I've good. Yes, how are you? Before. How's everything? Oh, good, good. Yeah. Um, I just, you, you said a lot, uh, but I have some comments in general. Like, um, I grew up in Los Angeles, and um, there was an oil refinery next to my apartment mm -hmm. complex. And when I was in the first grade, so I was like six years old, I got hospitalized for asthma because I was dying. And the people who made me sick, uh, the oil refinery, never had to pay. Uh, there's no lawsuit that will ever come to them for what they did to me. Uh, you know, there's no justice for the poor. There's no comeuppance that will come to the masses of people for what's happened to COVID. And all this stuff that you're talking about is true, but it's it's also been true for a lot of people for a lot of time. And like I've said, the the the, the problem is uh, is that they have no problem going after a person, right? They don't have a problem going after one person. If, if if one person does something they think harm people, they'll go after that one person because that one person, no matter how popular they are and how much how much money they have, they don't have the power of an entity, right? Or like you said, like a corporation. Uh, like big pharma or, or media or big tech, much, much more powerful. The corporations, the entities, the power brokers with all the lawyers and all the money. That's the problem. They have no problem going after the person, but they won't go after these big corporate entities that are so much more evil and have done so much more harm over a, a, a much longer period of time. And your case is, is case. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are in your situation, right? Right. Oh yeah. Well, you know, this is this is why when I grew up, I never had any any faith or love for the Democrat Party because I grew up in Los Angeles, which is like a completely Democrat-controlled city and state. And and who put who who put the oil refinery next to the brown and black people? It was the fucking right. Democrats. So, you know, growing up, I had no faith for the Democrats or love, no faith for the judges or the cops or the legal system or anything or the Republicans, you know? So that's why I think it's really important that you see that like both both sides of the aisle are complicit, not just in getting me sick when I was a kid, but also in the COVID 
bullshit and the COVID narrative. They're both complicit. Right. And look, this whole idea of, 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 of free speech, you know, it's so funny how people pull that out of their pocket when they want to, you know, but, but when it comes to something like Alex Jones, it's like, why we could talk about this and I don't want to get into an Alex Jones rabbit hole here, but why isn't that free speech? Isn't that what free speech is about? Isn't it protecting the most outlandish speech? It's not protecting like, oh, I like bananas and cherries. You know, it's, 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 it's the most extreme speech. That's the whole idea of free speech of the idea. It's that it protects the most extreme speech. And so, once again, I don't follow Alex Jones. I don't. I don't. I never really liked him. I don't listen to his show. I don't know exactly what he said about Sandy Hook. By knowing Alex Jones, he said it was probably like you know, like a fake thing. It was a fake flag, you know, whatever they call that, and that really hurt the people whose kids were killed. I, I get that. If I were a family member, I'd probably hate his guts. But is that still not free speech? Is that? I guess this jury decided it wasn't free speech, but if if he if he appeals it, if he brings it, let's say, to the Supreme Court, will they decide that as as asinine as it may be, it's free speech? I don't know. I'm, I, do you have an opinion on that? Uh, you know, I hate to say I I don't I, I don't follow Alex Jones enough to know. I I mean I know that there are limits to to speech, right? I mean, like you can't you can't go into a crowded theater right, like when, 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 uh, when it directly can harm somebody right when it can directly harm well i think but so, yes i think the lawsuit is alleging that alex jones harmed people with his speech but like i said i, I don't know enough about him and his case to right but um, the only thing i can say is it, logically i can only see it harming people's feelings right it harmed well, so like the, the, I think the bigger issue, though, that I am aware of is that even if Alex Jones's speech was criminal, the amount of money that they're asking him to pay is above the statute of limitations. Yeah, for so you could talk more about this. So that's yeah, a billion dollars. One person, a billion dollars. Well, yeah, because libel and defamation do not have those kinds right. of penalties. So like there's something else going on with this case that's bigger than just whether well, yeah, or not Alex Obviously, Jones the bigger thing the is they want to hurt Alex. They want to hurt. They don't like Alex Jones, so they let they want to hurt Alex Jones. I mean, that's all it comes down to. They want to make an example of him and say you you can't do a show like that. You know, it's a silly. It's it's a silly. Well, you know, I, I used think, I, think I used to listen. Is, I think what it is is it's like um, they they want to find the most extreme example, make uh make a uh, an example out of them, so that other people feel scared to use their speech normally. I think that this is like they're going too far with him because they want to be able to assert. Right. And like I said, it's, it's, it would, would you call a slippery slope? And once again, I don't I don't know how many people other than Alex Jones aficionados who think everything is a conspiracy believe what he was saying anyway. You know, so if like a, if if a, but the problem here's the problem. Here's the real issue. If Alex Jones had 300 viewers, no one would care. There'd be no lawsuit. The family wouldn't care. No one care. But because Alex Jones had so many millions and millions of viewers and followers that see, there's the there's the problem with that. So is it, it's OK. It's free speech. We don't care if he has 300 followers, but that he has, you know, 8 million followers or 10 million followers. All of a sudden it becomes uh, criminal speech. I think they just want to take him down because of how popular he is with that kind of stuff. And they don't they don't like it. Well, it it makes them uncomfortable. 
Well, it's like that poem from, I forget the full poem because it's, it's a lot to remember, but there's a poem about like in Nazi Germany, uh, you know, they came for the communists first and I said nothing because I was a communist and then they came for the socialists and I said right. nothing because they were socialists. And then when they came for me, there was no, that's, left a, that's my point. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's a big that's part of my it. Point. Like, right. They start, they start with somebody like him so that, that, so that way they can then move on that's to the rest that, of the that's a great point you make and it's that once again i i, I want to try to make this clear it's not just it's not really about alex jones him and what he does and what he said it's the fact that it, it's a trickle down thing then i do this i do this little thing it could get bigger do i have to worry about everything i say do i have to worry about being sued about everything I, like i said to walensky i think she's a criminal and i think she can go to jail whether it gets back to her that i said that whether she gives a shit or not i don't care and i can prove it I can prove what she's doing is criminal. I can prove what she's doing is wrong and that she knows is wrong. But well, well, I mean, you know, George Washington kept kept slaves illegally in the in, in the capital when it was made in I believe it was Philadelphia at the time. He he kept slaves illegally after it was made illegal and nothing happened to him, right? I mean, it's just sort of like the in a in a fascist country, justice is not for everybody. There is no justice for the poor. There is no justice for the, there is no justice for the few, in a totalitarian system. We live in a completely totalitarian system since 1776. That's a good point. Although I, I think the founding fathers, with what they wrote in the Constitution, they did, did, you know, they intended when they said, you know, for freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom to own, you know, own guns, for, you know, well-regulated militia to own guns. I mean, I think that, that they, they based it on the idea of free society, of America being, being a free and open society. I mean, they, they didn't, because at the time, the only people who could vote were a certain class of people. It wasn't, it, those rights that you're talking about were flowery language for the few. It wasn't for the many, it wasn't for everybody, and it never was intended to be for everybody. So why are we surprised now that it's not for everybody yeah. now either? Yeah, I mean... I think that you have a, you have a great point. I mean, obviously they they were they were biased. That they they were slave owners, so they didn't think slaves had the right to freedom, right? <laughs> they didn't have slaves. Had the right to freedom. I mean, they weren't just slave owners. They were also like they didn't want to give the right to vote to men who didn't right. have property. They didn't want to give the right to vote to women. I mean, right. so there were incredible there were incredible limits to the freedoms that they espoused, basically. Even though, even though it's written, and another though, way of saying that is that the freedoms they espouse were right. propaganda. Even though it wasn't written that way, it was written. If you read it, as though everyone has those rights, right? Every American citizen has those rights. There's, there are no caveats in the Constitution, right? It doesn't say only only white slave owner, only white you know uh, landowners have these rights. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Constitution. Well, I mean, it does say all men well, yeah, are created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that was a euphemism for everybody. They said men, men and women. But, but I think, I think that. I mean, I think they meant it literally. They were saying like women are not equal to men. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but they, you know, they don't mention race, right? There's no mention of race, you know. Um, so it, it's 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 an odd thing, you know. You're, you're talking about people who I think at heart had the right ideas, but they had so they had their own inherent biases at the time, right? And. See, I mean, see, that's where I disagree because it's like Christopher Columbus, you know, he was judged as an evil man in his time. You know, the, the, the Catholic priests that went along with him mm. on his voyage came back to Europe and was like, this guy's fucking nuts. 
this guy, you, he never stopped railing against Christopher Columbus. Yeah, in I mean, the, you, you'll find you'll find historians, who, you know, who will argue that point. You know, some some will say yes, that's true, and some will say that you know there is no real evidence to show us that Chris Columbus, you know, what you know was uh, was a tyrant. It all depends on it all depends, I guess, on what historians you speak to, you know. Um, but it, it, some historians say some historians well, say all the tyrannical stuff history. happened once he was gone, right? So I don't know. It, it could go either way. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing about history is that history is always written from a right. perspective. And that's not that's not wrong. It's just you have to know the perspective. So like if you read a nine volume, uh, uh, you know, if you read a seven volume history of Christopher Columbus and they mention that he he genocided the people that he met, that's not incorrect, but the fact that it's just one sentence in nine volumes means that the perspective of the person was somebody who thought well, he was. Martin, look, we, we, we can look at COVID, man. If I wrote the history of COVID, it's going to look a lot differently than if Fauci writes the history of COVID. Am I right? Exactly. And that's my point is that histories are not ever necessarily wrong. They're just, you have to, you have to take into account the perspective it's coming from. And that's true of the living history or what we would call current events. So here you are covering the living history and giving your perspective of the living history. And and it's just as valid as another perspective, but you have to put them together to really get- Well, I'm happy, to, I'm happy to be doing this podcast as a time capsule because I, I believe, I believe 110%, and I hate that expression because, you know, I, it's 100%. But anyway, I believe 110% that I'm on the right side of history regarding COVID. And that this will be proven correctly. I mean, it's been proven correct already. I mean, it's like I was on the right side of history. I was on the right side of history two and a half years ago. Every month I'm being proven right more and more. Every week I'm being proven right more and more. And I believe as we go through this decade, those of us who um, were alarmists about the COVID mandates and the restrictions and the efficacy of the vaccine, we're going to be proven right even more. And the destruction of the economy that these mandates would would cause and the lockdowns would cause. We can be proven right. So I'm glad this. I'm glad my history. I'm glad I'm on the right side of history, and these podcasts will hopefully, hopefully live on forever. And anyone doing things like this now have to understand that their words, their beliefs, are going to be judged at some point. Okay, it's going to be judged. What we have the receipts nowadays. I know people pretend we don't have like YouTube and videos of them saying things. I know people like Biden will lie and say they never said it when there's 20 videos of them saying it. <laughs> you know, it's just that 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 deniability, that that sociopathic thing of lying, even when you know you could be proven a liar. But you know, always always say I'm I'm telling the truth. Never admit to being a liar. Never admit to having told a lie. Um, but I'm glad I'm doing this, and other people are doing this. And we are going to be proven to be on the right side of history. And I think it's very important, very important for the history books, for this to be written the right way. I mean, we're talking about this now, right? We're talking about history books. We're talking about like the history of, of founding fathers and slave owners in Columbus. We need things to be written the right way, right? The factually accurate way. Not, and the problem with most history books, as you and I know, most of these people writing these books are left-leaning. So they give it from that leftist perspective, which is not usually accurate. 
which, which, which is why so many people are against the university system, because 99% of the professors are leftists, and they like to push their ideology, and that's, that's a huge issue. So therefore, people are not learning the proper history. I mean, a lot of what I learned in school is not accurate, right? A lot of what I learned in school is not accurate. And now they're teaching things like critical race theory and stuff like that. That is just not right. It's just not accurate. It's coming from the leftist point of view. And they are pushing it on children. And that's not right. And that, that has to stop. So I don't totally agree with you that you take two points of view and the, and the truth is sometimes right there in the middle. I think sometimes one point of view is wrong and one point of view is right, right? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, so I, words, saying, I, I kind of got, it, it kind of sounded like that, that you said, you know. Well, yeah. no, that, that's okay, but, but let me just clarify. So what I'm saying is that hearing the history, even if it's lies, but from the perspective is important. So like Pfizer is going to give the history of COVID and you can read that history and learn from their lies, but you have to know that in the context of the COVID narrative, Pfizer's the villain. So if you read their history, it's not necessarily untrue, but it might be lying through omission. They might be lying to you by omitting certain facts. But it's it's that's why that's what I mean about it's not about the truth is in between. It's about oh, this is the history told from the perspective of the people who were the villains right. of history. Let me learn what I can from hearing what the villains were right. lying about. That's that's what I'm saying. It's it's like, well, and the, you know, I really learned this from a people's history of the United States, which you may call a leftist. I mean, I'm a I'm a communist, so like, <laughs> don't get me But wrong. you don't sound like one though. I mean, w w what makes you a communist? I mean, you're talking about freedoms being important, liberties being important, not submissive to big government. You know, I, I don't I don't hear anything that I mean, you can call yourself whatever you want. Sometimes I, I don't think we actually know what these words mean sometimes. I, I mean, to me, it would be such as what's happening in China, where the government can say you can't have guns. The government can say we're locking you down no matter how long we want to. Or you can't leave your apartment no matter what you listen to. Oh, we we are the government. We are the authority. We're telling you we're, we're controlling your every movement. That, to me, is part of the communist system. Where, where the government is the authoritarian figure and pushes their will on the people. And the people have no power of their own. But you don't sound like that kind of a, you don't sound well, like you'd not, run a government that way. Well, that's not communism. You, well, give me, so, your, well, give me mean, your version of communism. Okay, so, I mean, we see that, but this whole idea of lockdowns, I mean, I, I think it's fact. We could argue over the word communism and socialist and democracy and all that nonsense. But I think it's fact that the, a lot of what the democratic governors did in this country was written by the, the, the Chinese Communist Party. We got lockdowns from that. We got lockdowns from China. We got lockdowns from the – that's what they were doing. That's where it originated from, the idea of lockdowns and locking people up until the government decides they can come out again, until the government decides they can open their businesses again. That is more of an authoritarian communist rule, and I think it's just, it's just fact that – a lot of our left-leaning politicians got this from China. Uh, well, okay, so there's a so something I would say first of all is that the Democrat Party is not a left party. The Democrat Party is a right-wing party. So that's number one. So I don't think that right-wing Democrats, i.e., every fucking Democrat, including including Bernie Sanders and AOC, they're right-wingers. They didn't get any of that stuff from. 
China. They got that stuff from like Fauci and the CDC. I, uh, right. Once again, uh, but I think it all links back to the, the CCP and what their ideas, what, what they believe needed to be to happen in a quote unquote pandemic or emergency. See what I'm saying? Their idea of what the, the, the government taking the, the, the reins and taking the power and saying this is the way it has to be. You're going to listen to us. I think that it all it all came. What I'm saying, I think it originally, you know, like like fads originate in certain certain places and spread around the world. I think this began in China, and and they took their cues from that. I think even Fauci took his cues from that. Look, remember Fauci before COVID was talking about how lockdowns were not a very popular thing that shouldn't really happen. Masks are silly. Remember Fauci said this a month before COVID hit. He's on video of saying, "No, these masks are silly, ridiculous." Blah blah. But then all of a sudden, a month or two into COVID, all of a sudden lockdowns were necessary and six feet of distancing was necessary and masks were mandatory. I think all that came from China. Well, see, see, I disagree because lockdowns are authoritarian measures. The United States is authoritarian. China's authoritarian. So that's something authoritarians do. Like, I, I forget the country, but I think there's a country in Europe where they did no lockdowns because it was actually in the Constitution that you cannot restrict the people's freedom of movement. So a lockdown was anti-constitutional. I think that's it was- ba- That's uh, basically, an, that's basically uh, in our Constitution think- too. It really is, but we did it anyway. You know, but- Well, we do, we do yeah, tons of stuff of against the Constitution all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. that's what I mean is that like, it's an authoritarian measure, not a Chinese measure. China's authoritarian, yes, but so are we. Yes, but I, 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 once again, I don't want to get into an argument about communism, but I think it, 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 it uh, well, I'll tell you what, instead of doing this, what is your definition of communism? So, so communism is the dissolution of the state. That, that's what, that's what, it, so that's what it says on like Wikipedia, but what does that mean? So the communist theorists, because there has never been a communist country, you know, USSR, China, they don't call Mm -hmm. themselves communists. They're socialists run by communist parties. So socialism is what's called high communism, which is the transition, theoretical transition between a capitalist state and a communist state. In order to transition a capitalist state into a communist state, you have to go through Mm -hmm. socialism. And so they, they recognize that there are a lot of indigenous cultures that are communists, and they call that primitive right. communism. And the primitive communists didn't need to go through socialism because they didn't come from capitalism. So that's the theory. So communism is the complete dissolution of the state and the people completely controlling the means of production. And so you go through socialism to achieve that, and so that's how I define communism, which is how I understand communism, which is the disillusion of the state and the people controlling the country. No, controlling all, the I'm not using this against you, but I'm not making fun of you. But we, all, we always seem to like define something that we believe we are in a positive way, obviously, right? Because you sound sounds great. But I, I think that the way it's implemented, you know, the way it's implemented is not always. Look, I think what it comes down to is when you look at countries that have considered themselves socialists, right? in the past, often those countries, those countries, I mean, we're talking pure socialism. We're not talking about this, you know, I know Bernie bring up democratic socialism and European socialism, 
But often in these countries that most people would agree are socialist states, most of the money is still confined to the people in authority. <laughs> it's the people who run that government that are wealthy, that have 800 pairs of shoes in their closet. You know what I'm talking about. When the people, when the people suffer. Yeah. So would you consider that real socialism? Yeah. Um, I would consider it authoritarian you see, socialism. Like, you can have libertarian right. socialism as well. Right. So, so, so I would criticize the USSR and criticize the CCP as being authoritarian socialists. Doesn't all this really come down to, I didn't mean to get so heady with this today, but doesn't, doesn't all this really no, come no, down? I mean, I, that, I, I'm a nerd. And, look, I'm, okay. not, I'm no uber capitalist. I, I, I found a lot of problems with, with capitalism or, you know, capitalism on acid as it is in this country in many ways. But the whole idea of people have a born and they have the ability to make something of themselves, right? Everyone who's born has the ability to make something of themselves. And the government should not limit their ability, period. Whether they're white, whether they're black, whether they're Latino, whatever. The government should not get in the way, impede them of getting in the way of these people making the most of their lives and doing the best they can with their lives. And everyone has that ability when they're born. Now, obviously, doesn't matter if it's capitalism, communism. We are, we're not all born equally in, in the way that our families have money and some don't, right? You can be born into the Trump family or you can be born into a, a, a family where the father has a job that makes $70,000 a year or you could be born to a dirt poor family where there's no money. And obviously you're starting out, so you're starting out from different points, but the individual themselves have the freedom and the ability to make something of their lives if they wish. They can get out of poverty if they wish, right? If they're born into a rich family, maybe they can say, fuck you, I don't want to be part of this rich family. I don't want everything given to me. I want to make something of myself. Everyone has that ability. And the government should not get in the way of that. Do we agree on that? I mean, of course, yeah, I right. totally agree on that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a libertarian it value. Absolutely. An authoritarian value would be the government tells you how to live. The government tells you how to live for your own right. good. Don't ever trust authoritarianism. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, I think authoritarianism is a safe word that we can all agree on, right? The stuff I, that you and I talk about is authoritarian, regardless of whether, you know, if, you know, if you're watching some channels, they'll call them communists, you know, and some channels they'll call them democrats you know so it's it all depends on i guess your point of view there but i think that we can agree that the authoritarianism that we have seen over the last two and a half years in this country has been mostly orchestrated by democrats now i'm not saying all republicans got in their way or protested a lot or really fought them they didn't maybe Rand paul did right maybe ron DeSantis did very few of them did. Well, Ron Paul no, no, I'm saying I, 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 Ron Paul, Rand Paul, Ron DeSantis is, 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 a, is a Republican. But those are the few names I know of who really got in the way and protested this and said it's wrong. We're doing it a different way. We should do it a different way. But we look at Gavin Newsom. You know, that's why I, I call this com. I know you'll disagree with me. I call it commie fornia. And you'll say no way because these Democrats are not communists. That'll be your point of view, right? Yeah. Exactly. Democrats <laughs> right. are not but, yeah. but 
the idea of, uh, oh, we can call it authoritarian fornia, right? <laughs> Maybe we can agree on that, mm -hmm. <laughs> basically. Although commie fornia sounds a lot better. Um, but uh, the Democrats are the ones who drove these authoritarian measures that we know not only didn't work, but ended up hurting. And once again, how many people they hurt, how bad it destroyed the economy, or how many people it actually killed, we're not going to know those numbers, those concrete numbers, for a very long time, if we ever do. If we ever do. But right. we know it's hurt and killed and destroyed a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of small businesses, a lot of family-owned businesses. And we know, you and I, who it helped. The richest of the rich, right? Jeff Bezos wasn't hurt right. by that. Jeff Bezos wasn't hurt by lockdowns. Celebrities in Hollywood and Beverly Hills wow. weren't hurt by lockdowns, okay? Because they couldn't make a movie for six months doesn't mean they were hurt by lockdowns. The regular, ordinary, right. middle-class people and lower than that were the ones who were really hurt by the lockdowns. The people who own small businesses, not big corporations, not big boxes, small businesses, they were really hurt by this. So once again, it helped the wealthiest, right? It helped the wealthiest among us and it hurt everyone else. And so we can use any word we want for that. But the fact of the matter is that is what happened. And there needs to be some accountability. I mean, there needs to be accountability. Well, you know. are, are you familiar with the concept or I think it's even a website called the political I've heard of compass. It. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, it's like a, imagine an X, Y grid. Um, and so like a lot of people want to say that their side is not the authoritarian. But you can have authoritarian left and authoritarian right. You can have libertarian left and libertarian right. right. So like authoritarian left, Stalin, Saddam Hussein. Authoritarian right, Barack Obama, uh, Donald Trump. A, a libertarian right is like the Libertarian Party, right. Rand Paul. And then libertarian left is the Green Party, Jill Stein. Fred Hampton, right. Malcolm X. So, so I think that's it's really important to understand that authoritarian is not left or right, and libertarian also is not left or right, and left is not authoritarian or libertarian, and right is not authoritarian or libertarian. Right? There's like a full quadrant right. of different intersections of these two concepts but, because left and right is economic. Right. Left. The people control the means of production, right? The few vis-a-vis -vis corporations control the means of production. Authoritarian, I tell you what to do. Libertarian, I decide right. what I do. Yeah, exactly. But I think that what happened was, look, like I said, and I've said this so many times, I, I, was, for, I was for Bernie Sanders. I voted for him in 2016, 2020. I was, you know, I, I campaigned for him. I, I gave money to him. I went to his, I went to debates. I went to his rallies. I did everything for six years for two campaigns. And the driving force of Bernie Sanders and, and my fellow progressives who were around me um, was the evil of Big Pharma, right? How, how often did Bernie Sanders talk about the evil of Big Pharma, right? The evil of Big Pharma, the evil of the, the evil of the healthcare industry, health corporations, and and. Uh, healthcare companies and, and, and the jacking up the prices and how much cheaper the prices of drugs are in Canada. That's all you heard from Bernie and his support. That was 90% of the campaign, right? Was the evil of big pharma. And yet what happened? Who, who, who were, they weren't only silent for the last two and a half years. They were the biggest cheerleaders 
for Big Pharma. They were the biggest cheerleaders for the vaccines. They were the biggest cheerleaders for the vaccine mandates. You have to, oh, those awful anti-vaccine Trumpers, make them get it, make them get it, make them get it. They were the ones who were cheering that on, including Bernie, who didn't say one, Bernie's never said one fucking word. Not one fucking, not even one little minor criticism of the vaccines and the way Big Pharma lied. And if anybody should be talking about Big Pharma lying, it's Bernie Sanders. But he's kept his mouth totally shut, which makes me know he's a phony. He's a phony. Either he's exactly. a phony because he believes exactly. in Big Pharma to heart because he believes they both. Be- he believes they deserve to be making this kind of money. Maybe he gets money. Maybe he's although I've always checked into Bernie's campaign finances and he doesn't really take any money from Big Pharma. So I can only believe that he, being his age, was afraid and his fear got in the way of him doing what he's done his whole life, which is. No, no, I see. I think it's bigger than that, because what happens if you join the establishment and you go against them? The example of this is JFK and RFK. What did they do to those guys? They fucking shot him in the head. Well, if then Bernie you're Sanders in a different way. Then you're saying that a if different Bernie way. Sanders legitimately joined the establishment well, right. and then went you're against a different way he was worried about his life. Him. I'm thinking he's worried about getting COVID and dying at his age, which is very possible, right? No, he's worried about the fucking CIA well, killing him. That's let me ask what he's you, worried about. about. If let me ask, worried about anything, so, if anything, I think so, he's an asset. Wait, I think he's an would asset. Bernie Sanders, if he was afraid of that, had said the things he said on the campaign trail for six years? In front of the they let him say those things because he's an asset. You mean he's an asset to them? Yeah, well. exactly. If you're not an asset to them and you're there for 20 years, they're going to kill you. JFK went against the establishment for like, what, two years before they killed him? Yeah, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're an Alex Jones fan. <laughs> I mean, it's not even Alex Jones. No, I, know, I mean, that, come that's, on. That, that, who believes Oswald killed Kennedy? That's all way before Nobody. Alex Jones was even born. I, I understand it. I get it. You know, but. Um, so, so, so that's my point. So, like, it's, it's like, um, uh, I forget the CIA director, but he said, like, when we know our. Our misinformation campaign is complete when the American people will believe anything. Yes. And the, and, most of the American, and he said that back yes. in the 80s, right? I mean, they, they, yeah, they have succeeded. The, and most of the American so, people bought into the COVID nonsense, hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker. To the point. Well, why? Because, because Bill Clinton passed the Telecommunications Act and he reduced 40 telecommunications companies to nine and now yeah, absolutely no doubt about it good point very good point. So, so so like when you look at mainstream media what you're looking at is 1984 level uh, well, state without a doubt i mean 1984 i mean 1984 is like a disney novel compared to what's happening now i mean oh yeah i mean the surveillance state is more nefarious than orwell could right and then you have imagine. i'm going to play a, in a minute i'm going to play a clip and bill gates is going to be it's a, it's a two minute 20 second clip of people like Bill Gates, Joe Biden, Tony Fauci, Walensky, everyone saying that the vaccine would totally stop the spread. So we're going to play that in a second, just to remind people, all right, <laughs> of what these people said and how they lied to push the vaccines. But Bill Gates, they were just talking about, you know, this the new, um, what do you call the system he wants, the microchip system, or the, the, the digital, everything being digital, digital currency, and, you know, and, and digital uh, passports and social passports and all this stuff. And the idea of, you know, 
being fo- you can be followed around. Everyone knows where you are. And he was giving this bullshit to Anderson Cooper, who, of course, is the opposite of a real journalist and uh, saying, well, why? It's so silly. I've always thought that's such a silly thing. Why would I care where someone's going? Well, he, he made it sound so simplistic, this evil bastard, when he exactly knows what he's doing because he's giving billions and billions of dollars to put in these basically surveillance systems on people. Yet he says, well, why would I care if someone's going to get a pizza? What? And of course, Anderson Cooper is such a schmuck, such a, uh, you know, a... Uh, uh, well, you know, he's CIA. You know, well, he's CIA. Yeah, you know, uh, look, Cooper. look, I give Anderson Cooper a little bit of credit. He got so much fucking money. He's so wealthy. He could have actually done zero, right? He could have done nothing with his life. He could have just partied on beaches for his whole fucking life and been fine. He decided he wanted to actually work, go in, do a job. I give him that much credit. And he's gone to war zones, which I think is crazy. But uh, still, he's not a real journalist. But... Because a real journalist would say, come on, Bill, you're making it sound so simplistic because you want to make it sound stupid. But why are you giving, if you don't care, why are you giving billions of dollars to these kinds of systems? What, what, for no reason whatsoever? So it's that kind of thing that we really have to. And once again, I don't understand liberals and progressives of all people. Why would they for a second trust Bill Gates? I know I'm asking kind of rhetorical questions. Because, because liberals are authoritarian fascists. But they, but they pretend not to be. They pretend to hate the wealthy, right? They pretend to despise corporate America. Yeah. They say it's evil. The evil, well, the millionaires and billionaires. Okay. The millionaires and billionaires. How many times did Bernie say that? Millionaires and billionaires. The millionaires and billionaires. You know, so they, they pretend, though. That's the hypocrisy of the left, the hypocrisy of the progressives. They pretend to be against this stuff. Well, check it out. Bernie's not left, though. No, Come I know. on. Oh, so, okay, so so I supported Bernie in 2016, too. I right. registered you, as a Democrat. So also. I was always registered as a Green Party, and I registered as a Democrat so I could vote for All Bernie. Right, so I'm not the only one who bought his bullshit. You and then he told me to vote for Hillary, my enemy, Hillary Clinton. And I was like, fuck you, Bernie. Like, like, don't call the Democrats left. Don't call Bernie or AOC or the squad left. They're not left. They're right. Or as Daniel, who's waiting, says, well, yeah, yeah, no, I, no, no, I, okay, I can, I can leave Daniel, he's, he's cool, he's cool. He's probably just out walking around the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> but uh, um, illiberal, illiberal. He's right. It's not liberal. It's illiberal. It's the opposite of liberal is what these people really are in many ways. But they, they like to call themselves that just the way they like to virtue signal and, you know, and say they're for bodily autonomy when, of course, they're not only when it comes to abortion, only when it comes to wedge issues. You know, and now you have Kamala Harris talking about weed. That's the that's the big issue now. We don't want to talk about crime in the economy. It's oh, that is such a oh my god! I almost yeah. fell out of my yeah. chair. The, the the person who locked up people for weed is telling us that yeah. we shouldn't be locked. Joe Biden, Jim yeah, Crow Joe, is saying people shouldn't be locked up for weed when he locked up millions of people. Yeah. No, for these weed? people these people, these people are hypocrites in so many ways. You know, like Kamala Harris says, well, if you're if you're a governor, if you're a governor uh, in Florida, Texas, and you're having a problem with immigration, be a leader. Meanwhile, she's the fucking vice president. She's like the the border czar. And she's been there once in two years. So we know what we know what a hypocrite she is. But, uh, you, you know, the, the fact the fact of the matter is these are not they like to call themselves certain things that they're not. And they're not what we would call liberals, you and I, what we believe liberals to be. And they're certainly not progressives. They're regressives. Nothing progressive 
about anything that they do. But the fact of the matter is that the hypocrisy is just so, to me, it's so blatant in that it's not like, it's not like this progressive movement, the AOC, the Elon Omar, the Bernie Sanders movement happened 50 years ago or a century ago. This is just a few years ago. In fact, he was running for president leading up to COVID, right? March of 2020, the campaign was still going on, his second campaign. So this is all very fresh. And as he's continuing to say these things, and as my former progressive friends, they canceled me, I didn't cancel them, another problem of the left, the cancel culture, um, were saying how evil Big Pharma, as they are saying this to promote his campaign, they're on their knees for Big Pharma when it comes to these vaccines. It, to me, it's, it's, the hypocrisy is so blatant and stunning that I can never take anything they ever say again seriously. I can't. And nobody should. And the hypocrisy should be pointed out of these people. I simply cannot and will never vote for a Democrat again. And, you know, Bernie Sanders. The, the, my, well, I complete, I complete, here's the thing, Mike. I never wanted to vote for a Democrat. And I never did. I voted for the Green Party from 2000 to 2016 when I yeah. was duped. And I voted right. for Bernie. And listen, I will never vote for a Democrat again, ever again. Well, they're not one. I invite you to do the same. But you, here's the thing: if you're going to be morally and ethically mm. consistent, you can't vote for the Republican. But I can, either. and let me tell you why. And I've said this many times. I certainly can look. I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't know what, what they're going to do with their power. I know it's going to happen in five, ten years, but I can in four weeks from now, simply because they are the ones who will, with the lead of Rand Paul, hold hearings on what happened over the last two and a half years with COVID, with Fauci, with the Wuhan lab, with their lying about the vaccines, all this coming out now. Democrats will not do that. That's no, I don't think it's the bait. No, no, no. You no. Vote for them. Don't take the bait. Don't vote for the Republicans. Don't no. vote for the Democrats. No. Don't take there the bait. There has to be hearings. Marco, one party will win. The Green Party's not winning Congress. The Libertarian Party, unfortunately, is not winning Congress next month. One party will have to go. No matter who it wins does matter. between the Democrats and the Republicans, the no. people lose. No. The people no. lose. Look, Marco, Mike. Marco, ever since ever since I've been voting Marco, since 2000, one time, sometimes the Democrats win, sometimes the Republicans win. Let me tell you, every time the people lose, don't no. take the bait. Not, don't it's not the bait. It's not the Republicans. The Democrats are the ones who did this to themselves. The Republicans didn't do this to the Democrats. The, what you think the Republicans are that Machiavellian? They made Democrats be authoritarians for two and a half years so they could win? No. No, no. They're one party no, with no. two heads. No. It's a hydra. You no. cut off one head and another no. one replaces it. Don't but, no, Marco, Don't Marco, Marco, Democrats you can hate Democrats all you want. You can hate Republicans all you want. But on the issue of COVID and the authoritarianism we've seen over the last two and a half years, one party has 100% of the responsibility for that. One party did this to themselves. No, they don't, because both of them were listen, empowered. Listen, and look, but Marco, and what, did, what did Ron DeSantis do and what did Gavin Newsom? You tell me Ron DeSantis did exactly what Gavin... Those are, those are individuals within no, the party system. No, but Marco, come on. The mindset in general for the Democrats was very pro-lockdown, very pro-vaccine mandate, and Republicans did come out and speak out against that and say it was unconstitutional and not freedom. They come, come on. Who made the vaccine? 
But wait a minute. Donald Trump was absolutely wrong. Donald Trump, I've said this a million times on this show. Donald Trump was wrong with his warp speed garbage. They're all wrong. They're not. No. They're all wrong. You're never going to get a Republican or a Democrat who's for the people because they're the oligarchy. You don't want to see Fauci on the stand having to having to take accountability for what happened? You don't want to see that? Okay. I do, but neither the Republicans or the yes, Democrats are going to do yeah. it. Marco, what has Rand Paul been doing for two years? He was the only one who... Rand Paul does not... Dem- Rand Paul is the exception it does, in, the, it in the Republican Marco, party. The Republicans are running on this. They are going to do it. They are running on this. They are going to do it. There are going to be hearings if they win. That's the bait. Marco, it's called an issue. It's called an important issue. Every election cycle, there's important issues, and people try to tell me, vote for this candidate every time, and none none of it resolves where the people win. Whether Republicans um, win, whether all right, Democrats you know what? I'm going to be selfish. When Fauci has to sweat, I win. I think the people win. If Fauci has to answer real questions, run by the Republican committee, not by not a fake committee run by Democrats, where they let one Republican, Rand Paul, ask some tough questions for a few minutes, where the Republicans okay, are actually well, running things. I can't convince you. I I obviously cannot convince you, but mark my words, Mike. When the Republicans win in 2024. Nothing's going to change. Wait, you said 2024 now. I'm talking. Let's take this election. You, you really, you truly believe. You wait, Marco. You truly believe that if Democrats forget about Republicans, let's say Democrats, they're not going to win. But let's say they did. Let's say they pulled out a miracle and they won next month. Do you truly believe that if they're emboldened by the vote of the people in this country, that they won't do this shit again? Lockdowns or soft lockdowns or vaccine mandates or mass mandates. They're not going to go back. They're not going to be emboldened and say the people want this stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Say, you don't think sorry, Democrats are going to be emboldened to do what they've done over the last two and a half years again if they see fit, if they win? No, okay. of course they will. But if you take them but out so of power, the they can't do it. The if, you, if you elect Republican governors, they can't do it. This is very important, Marco. What happened over the last two and a half years, it's not a blip. It's not a wedge issue. It's not a moment in time. It's a huge issue. The authoritarianism and with the Democrats, the way they've tortured us for two and a half years, there has to be accountability. And the only way the Democrats know accountability uh, is if the Republicans win. Mike, Mike, I got hospitalized as a six-year-old and there was no accountability for me. You think there's going to be accountability for COVID? There won't be. We're going to go round and round. There's no chance of any accountability. If the Democrats win... Mark my words, when the Republicans win, they will do nothing for the people. Because in my whole lifetime, I was born in 82. I was born under Reagan. The Republicans never did shit for the people. The Democrats never did shit for the people. And don't give your faith to either of them. We live in a two-party system, my friend. We yes, don't we live do. in a two-party system. We live in a one-party I, I get it. State I understand. But we have a Republican and a Democrat. We have, you have a choice when you go into... In other words, you have a choice? Of- we don't have a choice. We don't even... The, the, the people's vote for president doesn't even count, man. This is, it, it, this is kind of like useless talk in a way because... It, sure. Well, maybe we should move on no, to no, Daniel. But I don't want to... I, I understand, but this is kind of the talk that we get of, you know, this is like, we're very cynical. There's no way we can change. Oh, oh, woe is us. This is the way it is. We have no control. 
No, it's not. I mean, that's not yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like, okay, so I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm, I'm, I'm 40 51. years old. Okay, so you're a little older than me. So if anything, you should understand this Because <laughs> I'm your elder. I'm your elder. Regardless of who wins, regardless who wins, the Republicans or the Democrats, the people Marco, lose. Marco, when I, was, when, I was, when I was a Sanders supporter, that's what I believe. That's what most, most Sanders supporters believe exactly what you say. They believe exactly what you say. No, most Sanders supporters think that if you vote blue no matter who, you're going to make progress. And it's a false belief. It's a well, lie. The, the Democrats are evil. The Republicans are evil. We need to walk away from this abusive relationship and build people power independent. That's what, that's what you're, you're, you're saying in a different way, in a little more of a crass way, which is fine. I'm very crass, too. But Ber- yeah, I'm not trying to be rude. But me, too. But you're basically lot. saying what Bernie Sanders said in every campaign, every every stump speech he gave. We're going to. Yes, I did. No, he said not, we're going to take on the Republican establishment. Wait a minute. Hillary. He said we're going to take on the Republican establishment, and we're going to take on the Democratic establishment. We're going to take on the Republican establishment. That was a lie. That's what he said. He was lying. <laughs> but I'm he saying that's lying. what he said. That's exactly what he said. That's what he said, but it was a lie. Marco, thanks for the call. Call back. This was great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love talking to you, Mike. Thanks for thanks for taking yeah. the time to okay, platform socialist. Thanks for your time. No problem. All right. Okay, da- uh, Daniel, what's up? Where would you go? Hold on, I'll get you on. Daniel, did you want to speak? You left the queue. You left the queue. I hope Daniel's not witnessing more crime in San Francisco. Every once in a while, he witnesses crime in San Francisco. Yeah, wait, wait. You know what, Daniel, before you come on, I'll give you a chance to come on. I want to play this um, two minutes of people like Fauci and Gates talking about how how great, how safe and effective this vaccine is. There's been over a 20 to 1 return. If you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new new way of doing the vaccine. The level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an unvaccinated person. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. And if you look at Israel, which has always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us, they are seeing 
a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent death. A booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have. Plan is for every, every adult to get a booster shots. Uh, clearly one of the best investments uh, I've ever been involved in. So there you go. I love the music too. You also could have put the curb your enthusiasm music on the right. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, it's it's just amazing how the first half of that is how you it's not you're stopping the spread. COVID's going. You get these vaccines, you're 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 safe. You can't spread it. COVID's going to be gone. To well, you know, it, it doesn't stop that. We have the new. We need a new vaccine because the vaccines didn't do that. To Fauci continuing his warmongering. In other words, Fauci's whole thing the whole time has been. The vaccines will stop the spread. Okay, the vaccines don't stop the spread. We have to worry more. Okay, we need another booster that'll stop the spread. Okay, that doesn't work. Okay, now we're learning that the people who got the vaccines are getting very sick in the hospital. More and more fear, more and more fear. Need a new booster. So on and so forth. This is what they've done. So like you said, in that two minutes, brilliantly done, whoever did put this, the beginning. And remember, what is that? Is that like a a 12-month time period? Not even basically a 12-month time period. When from the vaccines, you're not going to get it, you're not going to spread it to, oh boy, people who get the vaccines are getting it and spreading it more than anybody else. So we need a booster to stop that. When does this insanity stop? When does this insanity stop? We need to do the vaccines in a different way, Bill Gates said, 12 months after he said these vaccines would end COVID. A different way. Well, a different way means the $400 billion they made from the vaccines that didn't do what they intended, they need to do another one for another $400 billion. Daniel's here. Daniel's back. Daniel, what's up? I'm just going to make this really quick. I'm responding I knew you were going to respond to Marco telling us why we need to vote for Republicans, right? Well, no, I'm going to leave it a little bit more general. Um, we should vote for Republicans just to punish with the, Dem- the Democrats and what they did to all of us. Um, but the, the, you mentioned it. You call it the uh, woe is me um, sort of mentality. It's it's more of a mentality of, of, of the system is rigged. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, that is just so cowardly. That is just so weak that, you, that it just gives you and anybody that buys into that permission to be cowardly and weak and do nothing. That's all I wanted to say. And, and uh, so, so, so think about it. Do you really want to be cowardly Wait, and weak, Marco? Don't no, go anywhere, Daniel. Do I'm going to be the devil's advocate, okay, on that, what you just said. What people like Marco will say and what many people I hung out with for six years who were part of the Bernie Sanders campaign, they said similar things, that both parties suck and nothing we can do and the president's a figurehead and all that nonsense. But they would also has some, I should say nonsense or some truth to that. But what they would also say is that they, by bringing that up, and they by working their asses off, are, want to start a movement of people and a real people's party. They actually call it the People's Party, where we can elect people who will actually do things. Right? We can elect people who will. So they're, they're saying they're not being weak. In other words, they're not, they're not saying they're not going to do anything. They're just going to complain. They're saying is from the ground up, they need to start a new party, a people's party, where the people who are elected will actually do something and represent the people and not the corporation. So they would say they're not lazy and they just don't want to do anything. What they're saying is the way we're doing it now isn't working, but we need to, in other words, 
They would say we're lazy by simply voting for a Democrat or Republican in a robotic fashion every two years. The not lazy way is to actually start something from the ground up. So do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and it would be nice if um, the, the, if, if those people actually exist that you're postulating right now being, as being devil's advocate, then it'd be nice to see them actually doing something. But that's not what I see in practice. Whenever I hear somebody expressing that point of view, I see in their lives those people, because usually I know them when I'm speaking to them, they're, 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 they're do nothings. They do nothing. They, they, they yap, 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 yap. And say they do the what was me, what was us, and they do nothing. So, so yeah, you, it, that would be great if those people did actually exist, and there are some of them. But by and large, the rule is that when you hear people yap like this, they're just being weak. They're giving themselves a reason not to do anything because they're lazy. Because what for whatever reason they're depressed, what, whatever whatever their biological psychological reason is for for doing what they do, that they they do it. I mean, it's 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 similar. Similar to Marco's that is going on and on and about uh, communism, and um, first thing I'd ask him, ask, ask him, um, since he is saying there, were, uh, uh, that that the Russia isn't communist, it's socialist. Well, yeah, I, I'd agree. Okay, so so tell me one communist country that's ever existed in history. So, it sounds like he's doing the no uh, no true Scotsman fallacy. You know, um, we we can't criticize communism because there's no true communism. Well, there's a reason that there's no true communism, because the same reason there is no true libertarianism. Neither system would freaking work. And and, and if you want, and, and he's trying to separate authoritarianism from communism, give me a freaking break. The only way you're going to, in, in this world of people with vastly different potentials and vastly different interests, the only way you're going to homogenize the resources is by taking from those with gifts that that that, can, that gain them resources and abilities that can help gain them resources and take it from them and give it to other people. And the only way you can have a, such a system is an authoritarian system. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yep, yep, yep. On about about uh, you know various little ideologies, but in in practice, but look, the, uh, the people on, <laughs> like I watch Fox News a lot more than I ever did before. Obviously, I've been for years. But the people on Fox News, who are obviously Republicans and, and staunch conservatives, would say, and they often do say this. They they'll say something. They'll say something in effect of name one. They say socialist, but they also mean communist. So let's say name one communist or socialist society that's ever really worked and thrived and no one can no, they, they claim no one can now now people will say that there's a problem with capitalism too look, look at the homeless here look at the crime in this country so does capitalism really work but their argument of the right that i'm listening to more and more these days and buying into more and more is it's the best system possible Yeah, I've got nothing to say about that, <laughs> except for I'm going to sign off with this. It's it's it's, a, it's something I've said over and over and over again. I, I, I just wish people would. Um, it's it's actually a message. It's, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a theist at all. But it's it's a message that um, that is is part of most religions, and that is uh, basically um, we're all born sinners. That we're all evil, and and that's what people should keep in mind is that we are all capable of great evil and great good. And to break us down into these little uh, um, 
little Venn diagrams of political, economic, socio-economic, uh, um, uh, um, uh, left versus right authoritarianism versus whatever's on the other side of that and whatever political spectrum associated. You know, it's, it's just... It's just nonsense. It's just nonsense. Who cares about the fucking label when it comes to talking about COVID-19, no, I agree. That for 100%. example? There's no, right. Yeah. I mean, who freaking cares? All we should, all any of us should agree, agree on is that great evil was done to us. And all any of us should realize is that all of us are capable of great evil and great good. Well, get out there and do some great good and battle that freaking great evil. And don't do evil yourself. It's that freaking simple. Don't do evil. I like that. Don't do evil. It used to be Google's motto. Well, also the doctor's <laughs> motto is do no harm. But a lot of doctors did much harm, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have been banding, abandoning the their um, basic philosophies. You know what? Day, I've been they? following your, your lead. I've been checking a lot of these wackos on, on Twitter. A lot of these wackos that call themselves doctor or PhD on Twitter and have these, you know, of course, talk about. Yeah, they're well, all from Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, yeah, exactly. They uh, who espouse the you know the how how great lockdowns and vaccine mandates and masking is, and when you really look into their profiles, you realize they're they're fake doctors. They're not real doctors. This is me. Yeah, of course they are. They're, they're they're bots. They're they're humans pretending to be you know something. I mean, Jesus Christ! You can go to Match. dot com, um, which I renewed my subscription recently. I'm sure you're going to be uh, really upset about that. But um, you go to some place like Match. dot com, where eventually you're going to meet these human <laughs> Here's beings. Here's the guy who and has they not lie. met one They woman. lie about the, their appearance. They lie about their weight. They lie about their height. They lie about their Here's economic the situation. Who... Lie, 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 lie. Yeah. What do you expect? People are going to be lying on you have Twitter. It, you, have, you, you, you complain about this. Talk about complaining. What was me? You complain about this all the time. You haven't met one person on MASH.com that you've, that you've really mingled with. And you renew your subscription. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Out of the over 135 <laughs> dates that I have been on on MASH.com, there was one, one woman that I totally, totally dug like my... you, And can you she believe like it? you, right? What? She didn't, she, didn't, What's that? she didn't reciprocate the adoration. And she didn't dig me. Can you freaking so why believe you that? Is good. <laughs> Can you believe Daniel, that? I think you need to be an entrepreneur, a true capitalist, and start your own dating app. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you're up against human nature there. They're all, all dating apps are going to, you have to, you have to, going in, if you're going to get a, a dating app subscription, going into it, you have to realize that you're dealing with human beings and they're all going to be lying to you. And you just got to find that one diamond in the rough, that one that doesn't lie to you. And that was that oh, one person. I'm going for the app right now and I see someone locally. She spends most of her, listen to this. She spends most of her time going between Washington, D.C. and San Francisco, Washington, oh, Washington, D.C., New York and San Francisco. And what's her name? Oh, Rochelle. Rochelle, do you want to meet her? How old is <laughs> You're she? You're not getting the joke. You're not getting... You talk about jokes going over... <laughs> oh, Rochelle. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Mike. Oh, God, I'm going to be sticking my finger down my throat and vomiting now. I feel so freaking nauseous. want to get it over with. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, I'm sorry for not getting your joke because I should, but but then I'm I'm kind of reciprocating because you yeah, never you get go. my jokes. <laughs> hey, do you have any do you have any uh, opinion on before you go? Any opinion on Alex Jones and the, the billion dollars he's got to pay out? He's a piece of shit, and um, but we have uh, larger pieces of shit to deal with now right now. Much 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 larger pieces of shit to deal with right now. That's a good way to put it. I like that. That's good. Daniel, thanks for the call. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Uh, what I want to end on is just, I, I say a light note, but this is not a light note, folks. Joe Rogan on his podcast said that he knows a teacher whose school, listen to this now, listen to this, don't fall down. If, you're, if you have heart issues, get your digitalis. A teacher whose school installed a litter box in the girl's bathroom because a student identifies as a cat and her mother badgered the school until they did it. Can human being. Let me see you here. You know what? You know what? This is, I have to play it because you don't believe me. I don't believe myself. But I mean, if I can cue this up here, here, here. There's kids. Ready for this? My friend, his wife, is a school teacher. And she works at a school that had to install a litter box in the girls' room because there is a girl who's a furry who identifies as an animal, and her mother badgered the school until they agreed to put a litter box in one of the stalls. So this girl goes into the litter room or to the the girls' room and urinates or whatever. I don't know if she poops in it. That's pretty gross. (laughs) Like, if you could teach your cat, by the way, here's the thing. If you could teach your cat to use the toilet, you would. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Like, you don't want a box of piss in your house. It's the worst. I've had cats my whole life. It's the worst thing about having cats. you got to clean that box of piss every day. Yeah. Like, it's the greatest thing about dogs. They go outside. Like, you, you're a fucking the human. The cats got their humans trained. Imagine how crazy that is. You're a fucking human being, and you prefer a litter box? You want to piss into a, a pile of sand? Rather than use a bathroom yeah. that you could flush the toilet, wipe yourself like a normal person. Like you're so crazy uh, with what you think an animal is that not only have you said this, but you've conned the school yeah. into putting this fucking litter box in a girl's room. Yeah. Which is bananas. It is. It's absolutely insane. So this is where we are. This is where There's we are. Kids. And what's frightening is not what's frightening My- shut up, Joe. What's frightening is that more frightening than this girl, more frightening than these parents, are that the school condescended, that the school actually gave in and bent the knee and did this. I mean, it's, it's frightening. I mean, and this is where we are. This is where we are. And, and to people out there like my friend Marco and others, this is not a Republican pushed thing. This is the Democrats. This is the left. This is the extreme wacko left that the Democrats have now taken on and let run their party, become a much bigger part of their party than they used to be. They used to be on the fringe. So this is a a Democrat thing. This is a left thing. There's not one Republican running for office who will back this. They will all mock this. Now, there are Democrats who will say, oh, it's kind of, but they won't come out against it the way Republicans will. They won't come out against it the way conservatives will. They will. It's common sense. But that's, that's the biggest part. I'll end the show on this. The biggest part right now is Bill Maher himself has said, lifelong Democrat, older than me. He has said one party is the party of common sense now. And one party for sure 
is the party of no common sense. And that's the Democratic Party. And they have allowed this to happen. The people who run these institutions are liberals. The people who run, for the, run these institutions vote for the Democrat Party. And while there was a point in my life where I would have really agreed on the idea of don't vote for either party, uh, lesser of two evils, I wouldn't, you know, I didn't do it. I didn't vote for Trump or Hillary. I didn't vote for Trump or Biden. I voted for Jill Stein and Howie Hawkins. But at this point, it's gotten so absurd. The pendulum is sw- it, 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 it has swung just one way totally when it comes to a party having common sense and a party not having common sense, an ideology of common sense and an ideology of no common sense and absurdity. That something has to be done to put a stop to this now. It is out of control. It's not the world I want to live in. Once this is taken care of, let's put it this way. Once this is taken care of, once Fauci and company are taken care of, once that happens, and if the Republicans don't do anything, I won't vote for them again. <laughs> okay, I'll campaign against them if they lied about this. Fine. That's why there's an election every two years. We're not going to wait 20 years. This is not a dictatorship. But right now, this has to be, once this issue, this, this, I guess you can call it affliction, this disease is taken care of, then we can start talking about that again. How everything is so fucked up in both parties, the two-party system is screwed up and we need the Greens and we need the Libertarians and we need a multi-party system and blah, 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 blah. But right now, this is just, it's too much. Is too much. Okay. Anyway, this has been a very spirited. Let's be and let's be heard. I want to thank Marco for his great call. I want to thank Daniel. I want to thank to everyone I saw. Who's out there listening? Mike, Cheech, Iggy, uh, Stoopy, Stoopy, and Bye Bye. A lot of interesting names. A lot of interesting names. I'm just playing old Mike Hachopoli. The show is called and let's be heard. Remember, 11 p.m. Monday through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific. 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. on the other side of the pond in the UK. And let's be heard. I'm Mike Cachopoli. So make sure you tune in. Remember, always remember, vote Democrats. Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you back here tomorrow night.